0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The snow falls down like finest fluff that's pulled from cotton plants and stuff. The wind's soft hands removed it so and bore it gently months ago. From crimson soil of sun and drought, a present by the southern route. Way up and up into the clouds that veil us yet in deepest shrouds. That beautiful and timely imagery comes opens up a poem that's called A Snowy Night. It's written by author Rick Tallender, and it's one of several that landed in his first poetry book, Sweet Dreams, Poems and Paintings for the Child of Bed. You might recognize the name because Rick Tallender is also a longtime Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist. And he's right here in studio with us now to talk about his latest children's book venture. Hi, Rick.
1: Hello, Sasha. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And I, I have to remind you, I'm Rick Tallender, not Rick Morrissey.
0: <laughs> we did <that. laughs> From the last time. You'll never let me forget I hate that, Morrissey.
1: will you? <laughs> I, I call him up immediately and say, I'm never talking to you again. Oh, gosh. I, no, I love you. Anyway, it's, well, it's well, hilarious.
0: folks who know your work, Rick, they might be saying, What? A, a sports writer wrote a, a book of bedtime poems for kids? Connect the dots for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, and yet it all makes sense. Uh, it started, if you can believe, it started over, well, 30, a little over 30 years ago when I was really sick. I was in a hospital and I was so nauseated. I had an a, uh, infected intestine. Uh, My uh, appendix was about ready to burst. I don't know. They couldn't figure it out. I didn't eat for two and a half weeks. I was so sick and had so many tubes in me. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't watch TV, couldn't read, couldn't paint color, couldn't uh, stand the smell of the nurse's soap. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was was bad. So to keep from going crazy, I started writing poems in my head. And I'd always loved poems, poetry, studied literature and uh, poetry at Northwestern when I was there. And um, then I thought about kids who would be in the same condition I was in and how they need some kind of soothing, anything. A, a poor kid who would be like me. I was an adult. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Uh, but a little kid like that would just be horrible. And I thought, how can I help soothe them? So I started gearing the poems that I was writing towards them. And this one here, if I can read this, called Rising Moon? Sure. Okay. Go right ahead. Uh, this one came about because there was actually a book called uh, if you're afraid of the dark remember the night rainbow and it's a it's a lovely book it's a little kids book and i think i bought it for my own children it was first came out in 1979 wow and there's one you know it says if you're afraid and you've of you
0: still the th- got your copy there
1: it, it, look at it, it's battered it's,
0: you've had it, that since 1979
1: yes <laughs> I so can i tell. wondered myself where did the impetus for this come from and and there's a, uh these little poems or little sayings if tomorrow morning the sky falls have clouds for breakfast if night falls, use stars for streetlights. If the moon gets stuck in a tree, and then it's got an answer on the other page, cover the hole in the sky with a strawberry. Ah, but I took that So that said, inspired your poem. Exactly, called Rising Moon. The moon got stuck in a tree tonight, a branch to the left and one to the right. The bow above held him down that way. This was not a place for the moon to stay. I know that the moon is my good friend, so I closed my eyes that I could pretend that I was as strong as any man, and the tree became a twig in my hand. I bent all those limbs their price to pay for blocking the path to the Milky Way. A cloud rolled in, a silvery veil, and then rolled along with darkening trail. My eyes were shut a moment or two, or maybe I slept, no matter if true, for when I looked out, the moon was free, alone in the night, and he winked at me. And and the painting by Anita Kunz, who's a a legendary painter, illustrator, and artist from Canada. She captured it beautifully with yeah. the trees.
0: Yeah, and we'll get more into the artwork in a bit because there's a whole story behind that, too. Um, I was struck just at the very start of the book, Rick. You have this short dedication poem. It's called The Child Abed, and in it you were talking about how, you know, after all these years, you haven't forgotten your, quote, cozy childhood bed. So I was curious, what what other memories come to mind when you think of that time in your life?
1: You know, I think of, uh, I do think of being sick. You know, it seemed like I was always getting infections, earaches, you know, back when I was growing up, kids were getting polio Mm. and it was a horror that we all had in the back of our minds. Mothers especially were terrified of it. I was a real little kid. Then the sock uh, and um, Sabin vaccines came along and it was cured. But I also remember the comfort of lying in my bed at the end of the day. I remember summer nights when I wanted it, when it was light until 9 o'clock and I wanted to be out playing with my friends. I remember hearing the whippoorwill. I remember um, so many things, teddy bears, little toys. And I also remember being afraid of the dark. I remember, like every kid, is there a monster in my mm. closet under my bed? So I tried to address a lot of those things. These poems took a long time for me to, uh, yeah. you know, to write. A long time, Rick. It took
0: 31 <laughs> years for you to not just write, but get it published. Right? Yeah, well,
1: that was the thing. Nobody wanted it, of course. You know, th- that's a story anybody can what, tell you. What, what was the hard sell? Uh, we uh, Everything you've ever... I kept a lot of the, uh, the letters, the rejection letters. We don't do that kind of thing. Uh, books of poems don't sell anymore. We don't do illustrated things. Kids don't look at these things. On and on and on. Any Any reason you can come up with they said no to it's so easy to say no mm. and then finally when i was done i completed the book with this great chicago book designer we did it independently al Brantner is his name and god love al i could not have done this without him he put the whole book together it's absolutely beautiful i, I gotta say it's beautiful it's,
0: it's a gorgeous it's, gorgeous it book.
1: stands out and so we had the whole book done we had it printed and then a publisher says oh Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll take it now. You <laughs> did all the work. So, yes, that's why it took so long. Then they so were long.
0: convinced. So, so let's let's talk more about the art then. You you've paired each of the 42 poems with a unique illustration all by different artists. So, I'm curious, what came first? The the drawings or the poems?
1: Um, well, I wrote a couple poems in my head and when I had those, the one that you read at the very start, mm-hmm. uh, a snowy night, I, I forget the names of them. Yes. Uh, Snow falls down like finest fluff. Uh, that was the first one that I wrote in my head. It just came to me. And um, so I knew that there was one artist that I I really wanted. Owen Smith. I'd seen his work on the cover of The New Yorker. And believe it or not, I just started calling. I found these people's numbers. He just just reached from out. four different countries. And I even call the guy in England, in a village in England. You know, if you just try to get a hold of people and you sell them on your project, it's amazing Incredible. what you can do.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I read that, uh, you know, in this group of artists that come from all over the globe, as you as you mentioned, one includes your, unbeknownst to you, distant cousin?
1: Yes. <laughs> you got to tell us about that. Okay. Todd, I, I'd never met this guy, Todd Tallender, uh, but I saw an alert, a Google alert that said, uh, Tellender um, uh, Art Gallery, destroyed by car. And I thought, what? In Walla Walla, Washington. And I thought, oh, my God, this is hilarious. The name Tellender is not that common. Anybody in Chicago with this name is pretty much a relative. So, um, again, I took the Internet. And I said, what is this art gallery? And uh, sure enough, there was a phone number. I dial the number. This all happened within five minutes of me reading this story. Online. And I called and this guy answers and I said, hello, um, Todd. And he said, yeah. And I said, well, really sorry about your gallery. Some car had crashed through the front window. It was demolished. Bricks all over the place. I said, but while you're cleaning up, would you like to paint? Do an illustration for a painting that I'm in the process of writing called Down in the Valley. And he said, yeah, yeah, I would.
0: So the fact that his last name was Talender, like, that wasn't sticking out to you?
1: Well, it stuck out hugely. That would have been my first question. Hey, you know, uh, my brother, uh, my name is Tellander. He didn't seem too excited about it at the start because he's thinking about his whole building destroyed. You know what? I'm just thinking about my book. So my daughter in Boise, Idaho, where she is, actually did a 23andMe thing later and found out that we are like third cousins. So, wow. <laughs> so he's in here, and I found out he's illustrated fish, fishing guys and butterfly books, and all kinds of great um, books about nature. And his paintings, his pastoral paintings, he did are beautiful. And the one that he did actually is uh, uh, harkens back to uh, uh, Andrew Wyeth painting of. Uh, What's that? Christina's World, where there's a girl out in a field. It's mm-hmm. a very haunting painting. And that's the same with this a little boy in a field looking down at a river. And there's crutches in the foreground you can see.
0: There's something pretty special, Rick, about bedtime stories in general. I think we all have memories of our favorites. And uh, you've talked about that transition that we all know from being wide awake to nodding off to sleep. And I love how you describe for kids, you say that moment can be ordinary yet complex and sometimes frightening. Yes. What do you mean?
1: I still don't understand it. I don't think scientists do. Where do we go when we dream? You know, um, it's it's a mystery. And we've all had that moment where we've woken up and we're not sure if we're awake or not. Was that dream reality reality? I mean, some philosophers are positive that we dream, we're dreaming now that you know, we're in the Matrix or whatever. It's So it's bizarre. When you're a little kid, you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. And uh, I remember my own son having um waking up in the middle of the night and, you know, yelling, screaming, even nightmares? walking. Nightmares. And then going back to sleep and having no memory of it. But um I had nightmares as a kid. A lot of things frightened me. And uh, my mother would read poems to me. Your and,
0: mother and your older sister would also right. read.
1: I, God love my older sister, Marcy. She was... A million miles ahead of her time. She was reading books for kids ten years older than her, and she would introduce me to these books. And like she read The Lord of the Rings when it, you know, it was very early. Nobody read it, and she's telling me about it. I'm a little kid, and she said, "Yeah, these thing, these creatures live in Middle Earth." And I thought, "Ooh, ick, I don't want it." You know, <laughs> she read The Catcher in the Rye when I mean she was like, oh man, eleven or something.
0: I loved that book. So.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it's truly earth shattering book in a lot of ways. So my whole family, it, we were filled with books. We weren't allowed to watch TV much. It was way before the internet. What were some of your favorites as a kid? Do you uh, remember? Books? Yeah. Well, when it gets to poetry, I even have some of them. I mean, Robert Frost, this, it might be my favorite book the of cat all time. The Cat
0: in the Hat
1: by Dr. This Sims. is brilliant. Yeah. This book is insurrectionist. It, you know how it ends up, Sasha? Everybody knows the cat comes into the house, yes. opens a box, with Thing 1 and Thing 2. Right. Two of the greatest characters ever introduced in, in literature, I believe. And <laughs> thing it's... 1 and Thing <laughs> 2. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah, I know. And I've seen t-shirts of two people walking around as a Thing 1 and Thing 2. Anyway, the cat finally leaves, takes these creatures with him, and then it ends up, and Sally and I did not know what to say. She, their mother's coming home. She's been gone all this Saturday morning. Should we tell her the things that went on there that day? Should we tell her about it? Now, what should we do? Well, what would you do if your mother asked you? And you know who the voice of of reason and morality in this is the fish. Throughout the whole book, the fish keep saying, get this damn cat out of here. This is terrible. This is wrong. (laughs) The cat opened up Pandora's box. I mean, it's all mythological. It's wonderful. Well, I'm
0: glad you read that because it reminds me of the fact that in your book, uh, Sweet Dreams, you keep it quite traditional with your poetry style as well right your use of the stanzas the rhyming yes right talk us talk well, to us I, us um,
1: you know as i said I, I did study poetry wrote some in college you mm-hmm. know I, and i I, and I made the disclaimer listen i'm not ee e. cummings i'm not you know shakespeare not wordsworth and not any of these people but this is i have this book too by robert Louis stevenson a child Garden of Verses, mm-hmm. which Robert Stevenson wrote. And there's one poem in there that inspired me. Um, it's called uh, The Land of Counterpain. A little boy or a little girl is happy in bed because of all the, while sick, all the toys that that child has on his or her bed and says the pleasant land of counterpain, which just means bedspread. So I looked at the meter. I looked at iambic pentameter. I looked at uh, rhyme schemes. Some of Robert Frost's rhyme schemes are so simple but so complex. Same with Emily Dickinson. And so I tried to adhere to it very precisely. I think a child cares about that. I do. Well,
0: you had a lot of sources for inspiration. That's for sure. Rick, I know you wanted to read another poem. I think it's called Night Journey.
1: Yeah, got it right here. Go ahead. Night Journey. One night my father held me close when I was tired and longed to sleep. He buttoned me into his coat and walked the path unlit and steep. He held me to him with an arm. The cold wind tore the sky apart. He was proof against the storm, and I became his beating heart. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, I like that one. First of all, the the painting by John Rush. Epic, epic painting. And this I saw this poster of him and I said I that he had done. I said I must have him mm-hmm. in the book. Brilliant artist. It's uh almost uh art deco. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I like that poem because it rhymes. Uh every other line rhymes and the the uh line one and three And five and seven are near rhymes, Uh, that is close and coat and arm and storm. And so, I don't know. I mean, I hope kids appreciate that. You don't need to parse these poems for their meaning or all those things, but I hope it comes through. And that one, to me, uh, is the painting, the little kids being carried through a storm by his father. Yeah,
0: that that painting is is striking. Uh, To your point, though, I mean, what do you think it is about children's books Rick, that, that make them so magical.
1: Well, a child is a blank slate.
0: Because all you need is a, a vivid imag- imagination.
1: Right. And, In and a lot of cases. What child doesn't have a vivid imagination? I think too often it gets beaten out of you. And I, I worry about the world of technology where it doesn't get beaten out of you, but it gets algorithmed out of you. <sighs> uh, you know, uh, attention spans. That's
0: so 2023, Rick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to bring this. You know, that's why I did a book. Because a book has been described as the perfect tool, like the hammer. You can't improve on a hammer. A book is a book. This is it. This is the thing. You can do a Kindle. You can do something else but a page and art. In this book, one page is the art. One page is the poem. And if you can't read the poem or your mom reads it to you or whatever, you just look at the yeah. painting. And, um you know, it's something that the kids' imaginations then can drift away. Think about the things, like when you were a kid, Sasha, that you still remember so vividly.
0: Oh, so many things. And and you remember all the things, the colors, the feel, the, you know, just all of it. Yeah. Well, how do you think Little Rick would have responded to this poetry <laughs> book if it was available back then?
1: I think about Little Rick, you little buck tooth, skinny little... Creature that was yeah he was he was just an ugly little kid man with a buzz cut, you know, I think that he would have liked it, and i 'm sure he would have gone to his older sister, Marcy, and said, Marcy, what do you think about this and she would have drifted into this uh this world of poetry that um she started for me I, and my mom and my dad you know we just read, and she made me uh, just become. A person who could live in their imagination. And I think I had a good imagination when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. Naturally, you got some sports-themed poems in there, too.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, one's about basketball, which is, uh, I think is kind of cool. one. it takes the, uh, the point of view as a little kid who's on the third floor of a building looking out at his buddies out there playing basketball with the bigger kids. He's younger, and he's wearing polka-dotted pajamas. <laughs> and he's looking at his pals, and he's... He's saying, you know, basically, I wish I were out there. I could, you know, dunk in the ball like the big guys. But uh, Granny says I have to sleep and will for a long time.
0: Well, we'll leave it there. That's Rick Tallender, author of Sweet Dreams, Poems and Paintings for the Child of Bed. You can find this gorgeous book wherever books are sold. Thank you so much, Rick.
1: Thank you, Sasha.